Welcome to the Everyday Chant Srimad Bhagavatam class. Today we are fortunate to have His Grace Ram Sraddha Prabhu from Mayapur, India. Prabhuji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 19, Shlok number 3. Please take over the call, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. All glories to Sri Guru and ಗುರುಂಗುರುಂಗುರುಂಗುರುಂಗುರುಂಗುರುಂಗುರುಂಗುರುಂಗುರುಂಗುರುಂಗುರುಂಗುರುಂಗುರುಂಗುರುಂ
महापुरुषा महाराजा मम नम इी वॉट लास्ट वर्स वॉज ट्रांसलेशन The host of Gandharvas is always engaged in chanting the glories of Lord Ramachandra. The chanting is always extremely auspicious. Anuman Ji Anarista Senam, the chief person in Kipurusha Varsha, constantly hear those glories with complete attention. Anuman chants the following mantra. Today's verse translation: Let me please your Lordship by chanting the Bija mantra Om Kar. I wish to offer my respectful obeisances unto the personality of Godhead, who is the best among the most highly elevated personality. Your Lordship is the reservoir of all the good qualities of Aryans. People who are advanced, your character and behavior are always consistent, and always control your senses and mind. Just acting just like an ordinary human being, you exhibit. exemplary character to teach others how to behave there is mm, one minute uh, there is a touchstone that can be used to examine the quality of a gold but you are like a touchstone that can verify all good qualities you are worshiped by brahmanas who are the foremost of all devotees you the personality of godhead are the king of kings and therefore I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. I think this we read it last time already. Now we will go to the text four. Yat tad vishuddhanu bhava matram ekam satyajasat vasta guna evastam pratyak prashantam sudiyo palambanam chhi anam roopam niraham prapadye. The Lord, whose pure form, such as Anand the Vigraha, is uncontaminated by the modes of material nature, can be perceived by pure consciousness. Then, in the Vedanta, he is described as being one without a second. Because of his spiritual potency, he is untouched by the contamination of material nature, and because he is not subjected to material vision. he is known as transcendental who he who has no material qualities activities not as he a material form name only in pure consciousness krishna consciousness can one perceive the transcendental form of the lord let us be firmly fixed at the lotus feet of lord ramachandra and let us offer our respectful obeisances unto the transcendental lotus feet actually we also read this one yesterday Uh, last class i remember that very well ah uh, we'll read text 5 martyavataras tva iha martya shikshanam raksho vardhayaiva na kevalam vibho kuto anyata syat ramatasva atmana shitakritani It was ordained that Ravana, the chief chief of the Rakshasas, could not be killed by anyone but a man, and for this reason, Lord Ramachandra, the Supreme Lord, appeared in the form of a human being 
Lord Ramachandra's mission, however, was not only to kill Ravana, but also to teach mortal beings that material happiness centered around sex life or centered around one's wife is the cause of many miseries. He is the self-sufficient supreme personality of Godhead and nothing is lamentable for him. Therefore, why else could he be subjugated to the tribulations by the kidnapping of Mother Sita? Purport by Srila Prabhupada. And as Lord appears in this universe in the form of a human being, he has two purposes. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita 4.9, Paritrana Sadhunav to destroy the demons and protect the devotees. To protect the devotees, the Lord not only satisfies them by His personal presence, but also teaches them so that they will not fall down from devotional service. By His personal example, Lord Ramachandra taught the devotees that it is better not to enter married life, which is certainly followed by many tribulations. As confirmed in the Shimba Bhagavatam, Yenu Maitunari Vigramedi Sukambi Tucham Kandu Yanena Karayor Yavadukka Dukam Tripyanti Neha Kripana Bhavadukka Jaja Kandu Tivan Manasijam Vishaheta Dhiraha Kripanas, those who are not advanced in spiritual knowledge and who are therefore just the opposite of Brahmanas, generally take to family life. This is a concession for sex. Thus they enjoy sex again and again, although that sex is followed by many tribulations. This is a warning to devotees, to teach this lesson to devotees and to human society in general. Lord Sri Ramachandra, although the Supreme Personality of Godhead himself, underwent a series of tribulations because he accepted a wife, Mother Sita. Lord Ramachandra underwent these austerities, of course, only to instruct us. Actually, he never was in any reason, as any reason to lament for anything. Another aspect of the Lord's instruction is that one who accepts a wife must be faithful husband and give her full protection. Human society is divided into two classes of men, those who strictly follow the religious principle and those who are devotees. By his personal example, Lord Ramachandra wanted to instruct both of them how to fully adapt the discipline of religious system and how to be uh, a beloved and dutiful husband. Otherwise, he had no reason to undergo apparent tribulations. One who strictly follows religious principles must not neglect to provide all facilities for the complete protection of his wife. There may be some suffering because of this, but one must nevertheless endure it. That is the duty of a faithful husband. By his personal example, Lord Ramachandra demonstrated this duty. Lord Ramachandra could have produced hundreds and thousands of sitas from his pleasure potency. But just to show the duty of a faithful husband, he not only rescued Sita for the, from the hands of Ravana, but also killed Ravana uh, and all other members of the family, of his family. Another aspect of the teachings of Lord Ramachandra is that although Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Lord, and his devotees may apparently suffer from material tribulation, they have nothing to do with such tribulation. They are mukta purushas, liberated persons, under all circumstances. 
it is therefore said in the chaitanya shatamata yata deka vaishnavera vyavahar dukha nischaya janiha taha pramananda sukha a vaishnava is always firmly situated in transcendental bliss because of engagement in devotional service although he may appear to suffer material pains his position is called transcendental bliss and separation vira the emotions of a lover and beloved feel when separated from one another are actually very blissful although apparently painful therefore the separation of lord ramachandra from sita devi as well as the consequent tribulations they suffered is but another display display of transcendental bliss this is opinion of shila vishwanath chakravarti thakur so this is a very interesting verse which sort of makes it very clear what it means when the opposite sex in the material world come together married or unmarried nowadays marriage hardly takes place people just come together they decide to stay together and afterwards they separate in america we have a common term we are very good friends but we have separated <laughs> nobody understand what they mean sometimes what they talk we are, i love him so much but we are now separated so they don't even know what they are talking they are the cause of their own miseries but this misery which we experience in the material world is not a product of viraha it is a product of the three modes of nature of passion and ignorance so in the material world husband and wife in the material relationship means unlimited problems uh, children once you have children first of all they, they have to marry marriage basically means to meant to have children you know you cannot imagine a marriage which was never consummated marriage must be consummated and that is what we call swahagraha things like that so when they are consummated naturally they will have children if they are more both potent and uh, uh, fertile children will come and one is not happy just one should not just be having one child or one should have 1 2 3 4 5 6 children because the more the children is easy to manage the household life otherwise if you have one child it will be very tough to take care of that one child now many children means naturally one has to have the means to take care of the children and provide them education and if their daughters are born then one has to worry about uh, uh, marriage dowry these that so many things so you can see it is like we are entering into a, a position which is full of problems ah en maitunari grihe meri sukham ye tutsha but that uh, misery whatever misery we may have uh, that is mitigated by little sexual intercourse a touch of a woman's hand a touch of a man's hand and finally coming together for sexual intercourse and as they call it orgasm this and that so many words they have for that you will feel some release of stress and there there are many psychologists in this world modern situated society the stress uh, the stress breaker is uh, breaker is to have sex 
So I remember when uh, I had my son, my wife was pregnant. So we were looking for different midwives. And there are different types of deliveries. One of the deliveries is to deliver under water. And I remember this lady, the way she was talking. And her whole, whole way of explaining things. I was like, wow, somebody is so into it. He said that having a baby is like having an orgasm. <laughs> so I was wondering. I told my wife, I, I think this lady doesn't know what she's talking. Let's get out of this place. <laughs> I am not at all used to it. But anyhow, we had our child at, the, at our own home. We were doing kirtan downstairs, upstairs, uh, the, uh, my wife and four of, uh, three of our friends and the midwife. All five of them were in that room. And it was a natural childbirth without any problem. But of course, she had to go through for eight hours the delivery time. And child was born. We were doing kirtan and I could do the uh, jatakarma ceremony by uh, writing cream on the tongue of the child with one drop of honey, two drops of ghee and some gold dust. I could do this. It was in Germany. And uh, I could procure gold dust also. Nowadays, I don't know, maybe, any, I don't know all the ladies in their homes, did they do that before cutting the umbilical cord? And the husband has to cut the umbilical cord. Now, in the, in the West, they say, husband must be there during the uh, delivery. But in Vedic culture, in Ayurveda, it is not recommended because it will reduce the lifespan of the husband. But anyhow, there are different concepts of everything. But basically, even the delivery is a painful experience. But because the child will come, especially if the child comes uh, uh, successfully without any uh, handicaps or anything, then everybody is in bliss in the house. So finally the job got done, the delivery is done. Uh, but what is awaiting in the future, nobody knows. You know, and uh, we had a wonderful name-giving ceremony. Then after Chuda Karna, uh, ear-piercing ceremony, then Vidyarabha ceremony. All this was done in Germany, actually. And we were very fortunate to have a lot of nice group of devotees. And it was a wonderful occasion to do as much kirtan and lecture and devotees coming and nice, nice prasadam for some reason to celebrate. Now, this is only possible when we keep Krishna in the center of the family. Otherwise, household life is a tough time, especially in Kali Yuga. It is tough. When the children go to puberty, then you don't know, especially in the, you must be all be experienced when they go to normal schools and colleges, you know, schools, then you will have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You cannot avoid this. And I've seen some of uh, our uh, relatives who are in the West, the daughters, the way they wear dress, mini skirts, this, that. I mean, you know, they cannot avoid it. The parents can't avoid it. They are selling, sending their children willingly to the, such schools and they want them to be educated in universities. Then what do you expect out of that? Not much. It is not like in India 30, 40 years ago where people are more innocent. But nowadays it's not like that. Everybody is well informed. Even in India, it's like that now, through uh, mobile phone, they see everything uh, black and white. In, so it's not so easy to keep the mind pure, to become uncontaminated. Uh, it's very tough. 
And these are the causes of all the problems of household life. And the man earns, and if he, sometimes it is not sufficient, the wife will shout at him, or he still grumble, there's not much money, we don't have this, we don't have rice, we don't have dal, and she cannot cook, this, that, so many things. So the man has to be working very hard to make enough money to maintain all this show which is going on in the house. Plus, the school fees, this, that, medical, nowadays they have medical insurance. When we were children, there were no medical insurance. Uh, we, we never had any problem because basically we ate food which was cooked in the house and the food was more or less organic in those days. Nowadays you don't know what is in the food, uh, all chemicals, everything, so that therefore the people have lost their immunity system. They fall sick and you have to have a health insurance and then you have to pay a lot of money for this insurance. Nothing is free. You either pay the insurance or you pay the hospital fees. So this is all the troubles of just trying to associate with the opposite sex. Therefore, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, one should tolerate the pains or the troubles which is arising out of dualities of nature. Because nobody can avoid duality, whether you are with wife or without wife, with woman or without woman, with husband or without husband. Nobody can avoid it. Even within the marriage is a problem, outside the marriage also is a problem. If you are a brahmachari, you have so many desires are entering into your mind, you know, especially in our temples, modern temples, women are coming, they want a nice husband, they will see a nice uh, devotee, they will try to befriend him, and so on and so forth. Let us, no, you know, challenges are there for the devotees. But, if a brahmachari tolerates, with especially he has to have very good company of devotees, and understanding the shastras and purifying to the process of sadhana bhakti, and deity worship especially, then one can overcome. I remember I was traveling in America alone, so I had always a deities with me, and I was worshiping. But later on, it was uh, the American woman, you know, a little bit wild by nature. So, you know, you you tend to become curious about all this because we have no experience. We have no, we never had a girlfriend, so we don't know what it means to deal with a woman. Or we were dealing with a woman only on the basis of Krishna consciousness, preaching. Uh, and uh, bringing them to Krishna consciousness, to bringing to the temple and uh, distributing books, but nothing more than that. We are always surrounded by brahmacharis. So all these situations which is there in the West, even 90% uh, of the devotees, they remain brahmachari for some time and they all become householders. And when they become householders, even though the girl is so-called devotee, the boy is also so-called devotee, but they are not really the devotees of the Vedic culture, householders of the Vedic culture, simple living and high thinking. And nowadays they have minimum, they want washing machine, refrigerator, this, that, TV, you know, air conditioning. Even in Mayapur it's like that. Uh, how can you maintain the husbands have to leave the wives with the children and they have to go to West to collect money because they get a little bit good exchange rates. But the local people, they don't have any of these things. They are much, they are leading more simple life than we can ever imagine. But they don't have a philosophical basis of life. They are struggling there also. So, we can see uh, Lord Ram Chandra also had to go through so many things because of this marriage with uh, Sita. The demon was envious, he tried to kidnap and this and that. 
as a whole war coming up because of that and finally Ram had to kill Ravan and bring Sita to Ayodhya and then after that even in Ayodhya some people were not accepting because they were doubting whether Sita was really chased because she went to somebody's house Ravana's house therefore she had to go through a, a test and finally she was uh, uh, banned she could not stay in uh, Ayodhya she had to go to Valmiki Muni's ashram and there she gave delivery to two sons Nala, uh, uh, Lavakush, Lavakush and, and Valmiki trained Lavakush in all the pastimes of Ramayana they could uh, recite all the Ramayana and when they came to Rama's palace they were reciting so beautiful Rama was in ecstasy but he did not know that these were his own sons and later on finally Sita after going through such a uh, austere life penance of life of penance came to Ayodhya but then uh, she had to go through so many times the chastity test and finally Bhumi earth swallowed her up and that's how she uh, she left this world so you can see it was not an ordinary thing even for Ramachandra not an ordinary thing so therefore uh, in the material world these difficulties will be there as soon as you get married uh, then you must be prepared for the challenge there is a lot of strong winds turbulent winds will be flowing in household life you know you cannot avoid it disagreements and if the women are trained they are very submissive that is one thing when, when a man has to be very lucky but nowadays all women are educated they they argue tit for tat then you have to convince them and it becomes a headache for a man also if he is not trained up so it is not that easy because the women are so educated they are independent they can make money and when you get money and independence then and you are educated then uh, you always feel like you have to have an opinion in the household affairs but I always tell my wife also yes we are all like working like a team but there's a team captain the husband is a team captain his decision is final we may work we may talk think about many things but he has to decide he has to take full responsibility and if he is fortunate to have a good wife all uh, she will get the benefits of his devotion service she will get 50% of the benefit plus her own uh, uh, account of 100% and if if she is not together taking care of household life that is why she is called Grihala Lakshmi one who takes care of the household affairs the internal uh, aspect of the man's life because he has to go out and work but the house must be peaceful and for that she has to light a lamp every day morning at Brahma Murtam and the evening at Sandhya Kalam you have to light a lamp for the Lord minimum this has to be done that is a sign Lakshmi will be there in such a house but if there is no Aarti, no light, no ghee lamp then you know you will be all struggling Daridram, wretchedness will enter the house you will be, you'll be not be able to manage even if you have a million dollars therefore Krishna must be the center of such a life and if, such, if that is not the goal then don't expect a honky dory life you know it's not going to be smooth in this area 
Therefore, we have to keep Krishna, and that's why it is mentioned here that uh, um, here the uh, here there are two comparisons. There, are first is the the difficulties of household life in the material world, but at the same time, Lord Ramchandra went through so many difficulties, but they were all uh, described as viraha, uh, the pains of separation. And this pains of separation is another aspect of the internal potency of the Lord. Pleasure, meeting and union. Like if you are separated from your lover, the lover is looking forward to coming together. And that pain is like, a, that pain of separation is itself becomes like a pleasure. But in the material world, such things cannot happen. If a, you know, in a U.S. Army, many soldiers go to for one or two years somewhere in the, uh, you know, other countries, and the wife is alone, and every time he comes, he gives a child, but she has to manage the house and everything. And many times, the wife cannot handle the loneliness. She will find another lover somewhere. This happens in America quite often. Very rarely, they are the wives are very chaste. Only in case uh, uh, they are a little bit religious by nature, if they are a little bit Christians by nature, then they can. There is a chance of being chastised. Plus, the type of food they eat, the chicken and the goat and this, the pig and the cow. And then you cannot control this desires arising out of passion and ignorance. You cannot control. Therefore, here there's a comparison is given of Lord, Lord Ramchandra's feeling of suppression. That is the feeling of suppression. Vipralamba bhav it is called. Even in Brajlila, Radharani was feeling Vipralamba bhav. And Krishna was also, even though he was married, he was also feeling Vipralamba bhav toward the gopis. This is called Parakya Rasa. But even in the Swakya Rasa, in the Dwaraka, uh, the queens were feeling a feeling lot of separation when Krishna would go, had to uh, go for a war with some uh, demons. So everywhere, this combination of the opposite sex is, is riddled with full of problems. So to be floating in, in life, in spiritual life, that household life has to be made in such a way, it must be regulated through devotional service. Everybody should feel that Krishna is mine. If you have a deity of Radha and Krishna at home, you should have so much mamata. Just like if you have a child, you will make sure the food is there, he gets the milk and he gets the school. Similarly, you have to have that feeling for Krishna. Oh, Krishna's breakfast has to be cooked, Krishna's lunch has to be cooked, Krishna should be bathed and dressed. That feeling must be there. Just like we do to our own children, or to our husband, or to our wife. But if this is not there, then it is a big struggle in the material world. Especially when there is a competition between husband and wife. Then it will become really, really hellish. And they bring that competition all the way into the bedroom also. And then it becomes super hellish. It's like each one is trying to uh, eat up the other person. Like a demoniac, very demoniac. So this should not be, everything should be uh, get towards the attitude of service, with an attitude of service. That is there in, in the Lord's pastime, with all his concerts, uh, Lakshmi, Gril Lakshmi, Lakshmi Narayan, or Sita Ram, or Radha Krishna, uh, Rukmini Satyabhama, uh, Krishna, always submissively serving the interest of the Lord. 
Similarly, in the material world, if one wants to be peaceful at all, if he's lucky, you have to see for the interest of the husband and the Lord. Both has to be there. Husband and Lord must be there. You cannot have just husband and no Lord. Then it's difficult because you have to cook, offer the food to Krishna and the prasadam should be given to the husband. So he is always blissful. So both husband and wife should together serve Krishna. You know, what dress we are going to make. Both of them will put a thought, how to design the dress, what sequence to put. We have that constantly, you know, when Janmashtami, Gorpunima comes, you know, I, I like window shopping, so I always buy the cloth. I have, you know, by nature, like I was into fashions, you know, as a karmi. So I use that tendency into uh, Krishna, Krishna's service. So I go to the shop, I see the dresses, the cloth, and I buy the cloth with the matching jacket piece, uh, you know, the, the covering, and then I sequence and everything. And then, in the Janmashtami time, before that, we sit down together, we'll check out which one, which dress we're going to make. So we have to come up with that spirit to do as a teamwork. But at the same time, I tell her sometimes, you decide what to be done because you're good. Or sometimes I decide, I, I like like this. So she accepts that. So this has to be done. Because we have to make almost three dresses, Janmashtami, Radhashtami, and then now Gorpunima will come. So we have to make Gorpunima outfits. We have not yet made it. Unfortunately, in Mayapur we have tailors. But previously, uh, my wife was personally stitching, but uh, it, now she's out of touch. But it's difficult. Uh, but in, in India, we can still have somebody to supply flowers for you, somebody to supply. Uh, dresses to you to make we just have to make sure the combination is there but normally uh, real housewife uh, will take care of the stitching part of it cooking part of it everything and making garlands on top of that nowadays we have parijata flower you know this white and orange we get so much flowers so much flowers bags of bags of flowers we have a huge tree now is the season so we have a servant lady Naturally, she makes the garlands. We have we have general garlands which we give every day. On top of that, garlands for the Radharaman, Gornitai, the Gopis, and Giriraj, and Prabhupada. Beautiful uh, garlands we make. So uh, we are we are going to have a flower gal, garden also. We will make many varieties of flowers also there. So this is how one should gear one's life in a way that. There is always, we are making an endeavor to please the Lord. Then householder life is, is like Vaikuntha. It's like bliss. But if that is not the center, as the horror. <laughs> horror. That is modern household life. Grahamedi, Graham, Grahamedi, Sukham, Hitucham. Enmaitunadi, Grahamedi, Sukham, Hitucham. Simply for a little bit happiness, people struggle a lot. Then you have to buy so many dresses, so many saris, this, that, gold ornaments. Fortunately, my wife doesn't even have any. My mother gave few ornaments, her thali, you know, at the time of her marriage, a few bangles. That's all she has. She has no earrings also. Not that she cannot wear, but she has a problem. The weight of the earring tears the earlobes, and therefore she doesn't want to wear earrings. So I don't have to worry about that. She's happy like that. You know, somehow she's a, like a Sankirtan girl. She was 
distributing books, so she is she is a little bit austere type. She can take a lot of austerity. She is a tough lady actually, but she also has her uh, desires to fulfill, and that I try my best to do. Make sure she is happy also. So these are all something you have to know. There are two aspects to that. One is the Lord's interaction with her, his spiritual potency, the pleasure potency, and where the feelings of separation come. That is pure bliss. Whereas in the material world, this is generally practically not existing. Pure struggle, and then we blame each other for every damn thing, and we fight for for everything. And the children don't know what's going on. They get bewildered also. Therefore, the wife has to take a submissive position in the house. I mean, you can express your mind uh, how you want to do how uh, things has to be done, but uh, not get into argument argumentation. It's like uh, the the husband is the spiritual master of the wife, and the parents together are the spiritual master of the children, and the disciple. When he accepts guru, he cannot argue with him. Implicit obedience must be there. And similarly, when one surrenders to Krishna, then the same rule is apply, applicable. No question of saying no to Krishna. Whatever task Krishna will give us, we will accept. Just like Prabhupada is a standing example. He had the order of his guru. He was not an active member in Gaudiya Math preaching, but. As a householder, he was doing business, this and that, and he was meditating how to fulfill the order of his guru for forty years, mind you. He was thinking in his mind how to do this way, that way, and he started doing uh, translation of Bhagavad Gita, and he went to South India to find a publisher, and he finally found a publisher. He came home to Calcutta, and uh, he wanted to uh, take all the manuscript there, but he was, he could not find the manuscript. Then he asked his wife, "Wife, did you see this manuscript, the pile of pages, six, seven hundred pages?" So yes, I saw. It. I thought it was a waste paper, so I just sold it to a raddiwala, and she got uh, five rupees or something, and she bought some tea biscuits. You know, Bengalis they like drinking tea with biscuits. And he, Prabhupada was completely taken aback. So he posed the question to uh, his wife, "Either tea or me?" And the wife jokingly she said, "T, not you." But Prabhupada took it so seriously, immediately left home. Finished. That was the end of his household life. And later on, he took sannyas, and later on, it's all history. So it was not easy when he left the household life. It was not easy. There's a whole song book of Prabhupada uh, writing songs. Uh, I will read it to you a little bit of that. Um, it's called the uh, Shower of Divine Compassion. And he says that Vrindavan uh, Bhajans. He says very clearly uh, in the beginning. Oh, where is that? Let me read it to you. Very beautiful Bhajans. Hmm. A list of names. Seeing that I am penniless, everyone has now abandoned me. I am reading only the translation. My own family, my other relatives, and even my so-called friends. The situation is indeed miserable, but it simply amuses me. I sit alone and laugh in this mundane world. Who are my loved ones? 
where have my affectionate father and mother gone now? And where are all my elders and other relatives? Who were my own folk? And who will give me the news of them now? I ask, I ask you, tell me who? All that is left of the so-called family is a list of names. And then he gives another uh, called uh, froth on the sea water. I'll read the translation. The froth upon the sea water arises one moment and disappears the next. The play of Maya's illusory, worldly illusion is exactly like that. No one is actually a mother, father, a family member or relative. Everyone is just like a froth on the sea water, existing for only a moment. Just as a froth on the sea water dissolves again to the sea, the body made out of five material elements merges again with these elements after it dies. How many fleeting forms does the embodied soul take in this manner? The so-called family members are only related to this temporary external body. And the next one, eternal spiritual relatives. Then he says, oh brothers, all of us are actually relatives. He is talking about the spiritual brothers, or God brothers. But only on the platform of pure spirit soul. These eternal relationships are not tinged with the temporary delusion of Maya. The Supreme Lord is himself the ultimate soul of everyone. In their eternal relationship to him, all souls in the universe are equal. Oh brothers, all the millions of spirit souls are your eternal personal relatives. In their true relationship with Krishna, they all coexist in complete harmony. Forgetting Krishna, the living entity's desires, personal enjoyment, separate from him. That the spirit soul enters the temporary material world and falls into the powerful clutches of Maya. So this is a beautiful song written by Prabhupada. One day we can sing. If you visit us, then we will sing one of these songs every day. <laughs> you, know, we, you know, beautiful, beautiful songs with deep meaning. Nobody in Iskon knows about this song. This book is printed by BBT. Nobody even sings and nobody knows about this song. For example, they had a Jaladuta festival when Prabhupada was going to America. They rented a big hall, a stadium of 15,000 capacity. Amazingly enough, they had this book of Prabhupada already and they never sang even one song from this book. I mean, how is Prabhupada going to America with what feelings and emotions all that he has collected churned it into pure spiritual realizations in Vrindavan, in his bhajans. And then he went to America with the blessings of Rupa Goswami. They didn't speak a word of that. They had one Vyasasan where Prabhupada's deity was there, but there was no Guru Parampara picture on the whole, uh, on the stadium. And they were just chanting Hare Krishna. So I asked Lokanath Maharaj, Maharaj, how come you are not singing any song? Prabhupada has written hundred songs. Oh, we are chanting Hare Krishna. And then why did we, Prabhupada write all these songs for whom? Are we supposed to sing them? Or uh, just, you know, chant Hare Krishna and don't worry about this song? So they did not take advantage. Rather, they called, called Anub Jalota to sing in that program. Can you imagine that? And I saw that live program. And I was so sad. I was so sad. Here, Prabhupada is giving such gems of realization. 
both of the temporary world and the spiritual world and we don't sing those songs every devotee should sing learn how to sing this songs and understand its meaning otherwise we cannot understand bhagavatam and all these things because a pure devotee is writing songs it means should the sattva platform so anyhow uh, uh it in the final paragraph it says the vaishnava is always firmly situated in transcendental bliss because of engagement in devotional service although he may afford, appear to suffer material pains his position is called transcendental bliss in separation varaha this is what he was prabhupada was feeling in vrindavan we didn't make a not even touch these points simply externally we are having the festival of uh, prabhupada jaladuta festival they inaugurated one statue they made but you know it's so ridiculous sometimes kanishtadikari they don't know how to take advantage of this wonderful songs and words of our own beloved spiritual master prabhupada who has established and in what transcendental feelings he has gone to america they don't know because these are all there in this song so i stop at this point if there are any questions or comments at this point uh, please ask hari krishna bhagavad gita yes wonderful wonderful nectar so nice uh, nicely you explained how grasta life is and what are the troubles and one should you know review that before one should accept that grasta life and be prepared what to expect and what uh, it look like and what one should be you know uh, prepared for so wonderfully explained bro that's so nice bro you know here play down did you hear prabhupada songs translation whatever yes yeah that's my sec- yeah second uh, i actually one of my friend has that book and uh, we did systematically study and read uh, uh, that uh-huh. that songs probably yeah i remember reading it and discussing it as a part yeah, of yeah part But of your book that's so yeah. nice to hear from anybody you hardly devotee know about this uh, devotee knows about this song book <laughs> and yes, who is singing those songs <clears throat> they don't know how to sing it is so in prabhupas all the songs are beautiful listen when i get when i get the harmonium and when we sing together but one can sing even with karnal so you know these are all something which a devotee must learn this is all given by our own founding acharya founder acharya correct luckily the devotee i was reading with he is a bengali devotee and these songs are in bengali so he was used to sing and uh, we use I mean, he can understand in the mood of propad and uh, with the yes. help of you know jay pataka swami i think wrote the translation on these songs no no this this book this translation is written by one other devotee called dashrath suta is old propad disciple he found english? this manuscript in english he is an american devotee oh, new see. bengali and sanskrit and things like that and he translated japaka swami did not translate this book oh okay okay yeah in yeah but yeah it is written in the book itself it is written in the beginning who translated this book there is no mention of japaka swami this oh, is compiled and translated by dashrath sutta das dashrath sutta das i see i see mm. 
Wonderful. Very nice. Thank you so much. Yes, as you were saying about this current trend, I also observed that some of the book clubs, the many books have now come on top of, I mean, in addition to the Prabhupada set of books. But so, like, uh, the, but the Prabhupada books are the textbooks. So, uh, so, we, so sometimes we, I see that uh, people are going into for even for neophyte devotees going into uh, uh, books made by, I mean, com- uh, compiled by uh, other uh, uh, Prabhupada disciples, that disciples. That's okay, but uh, we should first uh, concentrate on the uh, Prabhupada books uh, because exactly. they. they, they that is the foundation. Yeah. If you don't have a strong foundation, you will go through so many yeah. things and finally miss the goal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, one should not write even a book unless he is a Uttama Bhagavata. But nowadays, it, anybody who learns a little bit Sanskrit, they are trying to translate the books. So what can you do? This you cannot control because Americans are, by nature, they are so ambitious. They, and most of these devotees are all Western devotees, then hardly any Indian devotee uh, gets into translating books at all. Anyhow, we are not against Western devotees also because they are my god brothers also. Uh, but the general tendency is there. But one must wait. Uh, in India at least we know if somebody is translating like Prabhupada, he only translated because he had a direct order from his guru and that uh, also he did not translate immediately the Bhagavatam. He translated small books. So he wrote small books, Perfection of Yoga and things like that. Uh, and then slowly, slowly he he translated, got into Bhagavad Gita and then Bhagavatam and things like that. So, you know, one has to know how to uh, deal with this type of subject matter. Otherwise, one quickly wants to know the ultimate reality, ultimate truth without any foundation. Then you will be confused, yeah. just like if a kindergarten child goes to, he wants to know what is the 12th grade. How can he understand what is 12th grade or what is graduation? Yeah. First he has to go through first yeah. kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. And one day that will come. He will also become one day uh, responsible man, married, have children and try to be a good example. So you have to go step by step, not jump all of a sudden all over the place. Any other question, Samra Sikha, or anybody, any of the Matajis? Hare, Hare Krishna Prabhuji, such a wonderful yeah. class Prabhuji, I don't have any question, but you explain very nicely about Gurdasta life and importance of Lakshmi and Prabhupada songs Prabhuji, yes, yeah. they are so yeah. wonderful songs. Do Thank you, Prabhupada. Do you have the songbook? Do you have the songbook, Shamrasika? The Prabhupada songbook? Hare Bol. Hare Krishna. Anybody there? Suddenly everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can hear you, Prabhu. While in waiting on Mataji's response, can I ask you a question, Prabhu? Sure, uh, sure, sure. Regarding 
So when you raise the children, uh, so we have at least uh, it's all true all over the places, India or here also. So we have to draw some your line how much we involve them in material world and how much have the austere and the tolerative life, like how much you can involve them in the sports and outside social activity and how much you can give them the Krishna consciousness. Because unless you have clear understanding and somewhere you know make a balance, you will not be able to make the decisions and uh, give them the right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So where should we make that you know uh, austere or tolerative life and or give them the Krishna consciousness? See, and... see, in America it is not so easy, but you should have a, at least if the children are too small and they are not able to get up 4:30 in the morning. Uh, at least the husband and wife should be able to get up, or if the wife also cannot get due to so many other reasons, the husband should be so fixed up that he should do Mangalarti so that the atmosphere is there in the house. The wife will follow, the husband, children will also follow. They will know that Krishna is the center of this house. But that you can do as long as it is within the house. At the same time, you have to read the books together, explain the children when they grow up, when they are going towards puberty. Explain to them what it is. At the same time, explain to the material what is happening in the material world. Like even my son, he, he went to Gurukul, then he went to Cambridge School, then he went through a whole uh, in the puberty region. I, I was also a little bit slow in reacting, but in the puberty he went through, was, uh, went astray for different things. But now I have to tell him very strongly: in your age, I was already joining the movement. So you either stay at home. Follow what we say, or you get out of the house and do what something. Use your time. So finally, he got in uh, in England and he's doing his graduation, and finally he understands now the value of devotees association. So he's very thankful hey, that whatever we talk about. So it was not an ordinary thing. It was not an easy thing. And I'm praying to also Krishna to protect him. You know what can I do if I sit in India and he's sitting somewhere in England? So therefore, uh, you see, it's difficult to. Uh, now, devoted children going to Karmi schools, especially in the West, you cannot shave up and have tilak and dhoti. You cannot do that. But my son went to a Karmi school called Waldorf School. This is a very wonderful system of education. He was shaved up. He had a shika. And he had a nice earrings because we performed all the samskars. So he would go to the school and people ask him, what is your name? Where are you from? I am Madhumangal Das with a shika in my head and the earrings on my ears. <laughs> he was proud of it. He was very proud. He, he, was, he was never afraid of presenting himself. He would wear his uh, pant and shirt because he has to go to school. But, uh, but whenever he, there was a chance to go to temple, he would always wear a dhoti, kurta and everything. So we could do that because I was uh, doing every day the morning program and I used to cook also at home, make sure everything done and we had a little business. So Madhu has experienced all this thing. And then we used to have uh, twice or thrice in a month Saturday programs. And where about uh, 30, 40, 50 devotees would come, all family, children, sannyasis. And we had a beautiful program every time. And then I made sure I cook everything, get ready. And many devotees bring different preparations from their homes. <coughs> and we had a nice festival, Janmashtami festival, Gorpunima festival at our own home. So, I, because of my own training in the temple, where for so many years as a brahmachari, 
and the wife also was in a so-called Brahmacharini ashram. So we had that natural little strength with us by Krishna's grace. And due to that, we could conduct our life in a somewhat reasonable way. At the same time, we are householders. It's not like we are sannyasis. We cannot, when you are dealing with the opposite sex, with your wife, you cannot behave like a sannyasi. You have to be very close to her, intimate with her, talk to her. You know, she is going through ups and downs. I remember when she has periods, I saw her a little bit down, a little depressed, you know. Because I don't know what periods means, you know. Because in our home, when the mother becomes has periods, she will just vanish somewhere. Nobody can see her. She's somewhere sitting in one corner, resting for three, four days. But in our temples, what they do, even during the periods, they go to the uh, go to go out to distribute books and they keep on telling the girls, the girls, Sankirtan leader will tell, you're not this body. All this type of, you know, all this useless thing. Then I told my wife, you know, then she explained me what exactly happens during the period of time. I, only she, after she explained, I really knew what is uh, mensuration or something like that. And then I told her, you know what, whatever you learned in the temple, you forget it. Because these boys, these American boys and girls, they don't know what they're talking about. I will tell you, you just take rest for three, four days. Don't cut out of your house, room. I'll, prasadam will come to your house, in your room. And I would cook nice prasadam and I gave it to her. I do the puja, Sharikana puja every day, I used to do that. And then she would get prasadam. And she said, I never experienced such a, after this three, four days, she's hundred times more energy, positive energy. You know, and that is the time when, when somebody does Garbhadan Samskar also, to when one wants to have a child. So, she had so much energy and uh, she said, I never experienced this, I never rested like this. I said, you forget all the American training. They have no idea, they have no samskar, they have never seen their parents uh, following this type of principle, but in our home it was normal. Sometimes my mother, my grandmother, my aunt, everybody goes out of doors. Suddenly all the women folk are out of doors. <laughs> and the father, grandfather, and we used to Sometimes cut, get something together and cook something, something simple. And my mother would, uh, wherever she was sitting, from there she would tell, now you check some oil in the karai and put this spice, this spice, that spice, and you put the vegetables and stir fry, you make this much rice, put so much water. She would dictate to my father what to be done. And he was, he was also reasonably good cook. And that's how my experience was, how to deal with women. Because in our home, we had half a dozen women in the house. And we saw all these women, and they are also expert in different things. And nowadays, we have a grinder to mix grind. But my mother and grandmother, they used to grind idli batter, and dosa batter, anything with a stone. You know that in South India, they have this stone grinding. We did everything. There was no refrigeration in the house. So we, we have seen, and even... Uh, you know, butter, yogurt, we used to churn, my mother used to churn uh, with a stick in the bellona system with a rope, like Mother Ishoda is churning. And sometimes they would put us into work and we would also sometimes would churn. We would stretch the feet, hold the pot between the feet and jim, 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 we would churn. So we had some, some scars like this. And this has helped. And now I can handle this type of thing. Yeah. I, I have churned the butter, butter like, uh, you know, the, they show in the picture like how 
Yashodama had churned so many times at home. We used to have the cowboy and churned the butter with the big ravi. It will be like at least three, four feet uh, the rod. We call it ravi. It will be tied to the support. We have done so many things. Yeah. See, those who are born in India and in simple families and villages, these samskars are there. But if you come to America, you will not be able to continue that. Because you have to go to work at some point and you have to leave there. And the wife, naturally, she has to take care of the children. She has to bring the children to school. They will be all difficult. And now you have little grinders to make paste of different chutneys or this or that. You have your facilities. But previously, there was no such thing. And even in Germany, I, I, I used to cut and we had a stone and I used to make paste out of it. Because I loved cooking. Some or other, it became, became my second nature. And uh, and later on, you know, I used to tell the stores, Indian stores, you should grate coconut and freeze it and sell it to me. And they would sell it to me because then I don't have to grate, grind, grate the coconut, fresh coconut. And that's how I would put coconut in different things and sabjis. In, in South India, we use a, coconut, a lot of coconut. And a North Indian style of cooking, we used to make gravies with coconut, cashews and this and that. You know, like that. So you have to... Regulate, but the man is the captain of the team. He has to be all rounder. <laughs> he has to be an all rounder. Yeah. He has to bring in all these energies. He has to bring in these energies in the house. So the woman also feels encouraged. Not that she's thrown in the thing. I mean, I used to cook and I used to wash the pots and I used to take care of everything. It was because that was part of the DT kitchen when we were cooking in the temple. The cook has no help. He has to cook, he has to cut vegetables, he has to wash the pot, clean the kitchen, and then only you get out of the kitchen. So that training was there. So I, I remember I told my wife, I'm not marrying you to cook for me or wash my clothes because I'm already trained. I've been doing this for 15, 20 years. So you just assist me in my preaching work. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, man has to be tra- trained in the Brahmacharya Ashram because when we go through that uh, yeah. level of training, lifestyle, then they have yeah. the austere, austere uh, tinge of the life. They are well balanced yeah. and they can handle yeah. the thing. So that training is yeah. Uh, important. Yeah. And when a woman sees that you have a strong man, not strong mm-hmm. man means uh, getting on the case and fighting and beating them, not that abusive husband, but one strong-minded, balanced, and is relaxed. And he knows that Krishna is the controller. And Correct. he follows his own spiritual sadhana getting up early in the morning, not that waiting that everybody has to do it. No, sometimes everybody cannot do it. If the children get sick, then, you know, mother has to attend to that and she cannot sleep night, especially when you get a baby, your mother practically cannot sleep in the night. Every now and then she has to get up and feed the baby. Where is the question? I told my my wife, you don't don't worry, you just take a good rest and feed it. Mother Mangal and I'll take care of the... And I remember when we when the baby was born in in, in mm-hmm. Germany, all the neighbors, there were a lot of families, hundreds of families, they were all curious how this baby will look like because the German mother and the Indian father. So they would come, everybody came with the big, big flower vases and this to uh, <laughs> greet the, my wife. And they all entered into her uh, room and she did not want all the guests coming. But I said, I, I cannot stop it. But I made sure. I gave, I made a beautiful halawa and something else, and lassi, and 
whoever comes they have to stand in a line so they will be sitting there with their flowers and then I would give them some prasadam to eat so every, and then one after another they will go to the room and they would say oh what a beautiful eyes and this and that and the house was practically we had 200 vases I had no place to keep anything where will I keep these flowers everywhere I had to put in this pot and that pot and everything in sometime in one pot I have four five six vases you know uh, bouquets of flowers and it was an amazing experience and I thought wow this is fantastic I had, I had no problem my wife used to say complain or so many guests are coming I said but what can I do people are they're coming as well wishers so we should let them come and have a few minutes chat with you but you know I, I have not slept whole night this and that I said well what can I do you have to adjust also even though she's a just a new mother you know and Germany this happened in India at least uh, other members there other ladies are there in the house but in Germany I had to do the whole thing but it was fun it was really fun and when all the festivals came and they, all the neighbors came all Germans all are German not one Indian family there and they also thought this is amazing you know that you know, I was cooking this and I and they, they were like surprised because we had a little business and that business was running from home so I, we never had to go to any job or anything like that we used to manage everything and sometimes she, she would have to do the computer work so she when the mother sleeps when the baby sleeps and sometimes she gets a little time she would make a few receipts and then I would pack up everything put it everything take it to the post office and deliver it because the customers need the goods and we have to keep them, make sure the cash flow is always there. Otherwise, how will we manage the house? So it was a, it was a challenging time. It was a wonderful time. We went through that time also. And now the son is only 25 years old, you know. It's a year.